Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Happy Tuesday. Happy game day. Yeah, I'm 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 a little nervous. I know. I know we're I know we're playing Edmonton, but but I have an extra bundle of sage. We are officially the hosts of the 2024 Winter Classic. Shane Wright and Canada are going up, up against the United States in the semifinals of World Championships. And a lot more to discuss on this episode, this game day episode of Locked on Kraken. That's coming up. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. It's cracking hockey day, Seattle fans. We are excited to take on, well, maybe we're not excited to take on the Edmonton Oilers, but we're excited to see our team hit the ice again. My name is Erica L. Ayala. I am your host of Locked On Kraken. We are part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, where we bring you your team every day. And your team, at least one of them, is the Seattle Kraken we talked about it on Monday with Gil Martin, Winter Classic. We'd been hearing the rumors. We talked about it a number of times on the podcast. It's officially official. January 1, 2024 at T-Mobile Park, baby. I know Everett Fitzhugh's already getting some of his baseball puns together. This is truly going to be fantastic. I do hope that Locked on Kraken will have representation there. I'm already thinking about what I need to, to grab as far as outdoor gear. Although I will say covering the Winter Olympics and being outdoors for the opening ceremonies, I think I have a handle on what it takes to stay warm. But let's let's get into this a little bit more. Um, the Seattle Kraken officially named. Um, this will be, as I mentioned, January 1 at T-Mobile Park. I've been to T-Mobile Park a time or two. Um, big baseball fan, as I've mentioned a few times. I have a good friend that lives out in Seattle, and we take in some baseball. Met some of you, actually, at the last... Mariners game, maybe not the last one, but one of the Mariners Seattle crossover game squad casts. Um, I met some, some uh, listeners. So I, I look forward to getting out there again. T-Bobo Park is going to be pretty busy. So they're having the all-star weekend, uh, uh, excuse me, they're having the baseball all-star weekend, including for the first time ever, the HBCU Swingman Classic Ken Griffey Jr. is going to hold an all-star weekend for HBCUs, which is historically black colleges and universities. So I'm pretty excited about that. You might hear about that on this show, working on getting an interview or two. So uh, I'll let you know when I know. But um, all right. So this is the battle of the expansion teams, like we had talked about on the show before. We will be taking on Vegas. And I, I saw some people just complaining. I, I mean, I'm a baseball fan. And hockey is, you listen, hockey sometimes gets really old-timey, which, of course, is the vibe of the Winter Classic, taking it back to the pond, how the game was originally played, and yada, yada, yada. 
But to say that Vegas or Seattle hasn't earned it, I don't know. That's a little bit ridiculous. Um, whereas, how many times have we seen Sidney Crosby alone in the Winter Classic? You know what I'm saying? That's not even counting outdoor games. But anyway, I think this is a good matchup. Some people are like, why isn't it Vancouver? Why isn't it this? Why isn't it that? I kind of like Vegas. You know, I have my longstanding hot take. We're going to win the Stanley Cup before the Vegas Golden Knights. So I like it. That being said, I don't like our all-time record. I don't know why in my mind, I guess to kind of justify my hot take, I thought our splits were a little bit better. Our all-time record against Vegas is 1-5. in five. Goals for 2.17. Goals against uh, 3.83. I guess I have recency bias. And I didn't even get to see that game live. I was traveling. Anyway, so we're taking on Vegas. Seattle, I hope you're excited. I know there was some talk about Husky Stadium, Lumen Field, which, of course, is, I guess, is it considered technically the same sports complex? I don't know. I just know that they're walking distance, at least from New York standards. I understand that New York standards for walking are not everyone's standards for walking. I don't know. Let me know. Let me know. Is it considered the same complex? I know they're very close, but either way, um, I'm excited. I'm excited for Seattle, and I'm not the only one excited. Uh, Jamie Alexiak was asked a little bit about this at Morning Skate today. Here's what he had to say about the Winter Classic. What were your first thoughts when you heard you guys were headed outside? I was uh, just as excited as everyone else. You know, I think such a unique uh, thing to hockey, such a unique experience for guys, and um, just a great chance for you know, the guys in the team and their families and friends and everyone to come to town and and uh, enjoy a special day. So it's going to be very exciting. Did you play outdoors growing up? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think that's where a lot of guys kind of fell in love with the game. You know, I was playing outdoor hockey with your buddies in the winter and whatnot. Um, remember in Toronto, it was, you know, on a nightly basis, I'd be out there playing hockey. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a little bit uh, nostalgia there, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Jamie, does it break? I'm sorry. Break, does it break up the season a little bit as well? Um, not really. I don't think so. I mean, I think you know, obviously, I have that date circled. But the way the season goes, you're just kind of taking it day by day and going with. Uh, you can't think too far ahead, and I think you know it's going to be the case with the Winter Classic as well. So that was Jamie Alexiak talking about the Winter Classic. Is it something that disrupts kind of the schedule or whatnot? Obviously, everyone's excited. We saw that the Seattle Kraken put out a video of Chris Drieger, Maddie Beneers, and uh, Philip Grubauer um, reacting to the news. Uh, and so, of course, Driegs and Gruby were like, oh, we're like new, new gear, like brown. Are we going with the brown setup? All of that stuff. So, uh, then, of course, that leads us to what the jersey is going to look like. A lot of people calling for the Seattle Metropolitans throwback. I, I'm not sure we're going to see it. I'm not sure we're going to see it. But we have, you know, just shy of a year to talk about it, to debate it, to hear the rumors and the leaks and all that stuff. So I'm sure we'll be talking more about the Winter Classic, including on this very show. You may remember that we had Steve Mayer. He is one of the VPs on the content side for NHL.com. 
Welcome to the NHL was a documentary that followed Shane Wright and a few other top prospects. We had him on the show to talk about that and the storytelling and how many great stories are coming out of Seattle. Good news. We're going to have him back on the show to talk about the winter classic that's coming up. We're also going to do a squad cast, not in hockey though, but with the locked on Mariners show to get their perspective. So more winter classic content. It's never going to stop. We've got some goodies for you. Winter classic and otherwise coming up on locked on Kraken. But on today's episode, remember it's a game day. So we led with winter classic. Now we have to talk about the Edmonton Oilers and we will close out the show with Captain Canada, Shane Wright, and the the Maple Leafs moving on only to face the United States. Now, if this was the women's teams, of course, we'd be talking gold medal territory. But we get this matchup in the semis. We'll talk about world championships. That's all coming up on Locked on Kraken. This episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is where you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to the college bowl, basketball, World Cup. Well, when the World Cup was happening, hopefully they'll have women's World Cup odds. That happens this year. But let's talk about some of these odds because updated odds. Listen, the young goaltender from Carolina is climbing the rank the ranks. He is now officially on Vesna Trophy Watch. Piotr Kochikov. Uh 16 to 1 odds for Vesna. But he also is on uh the Calder Memorial Trophy odds. He's 25 to 5. Not even on the board. Wasn't even on the board before. And now Kachetkov is leading. Maddie Benier is right behind him. So those are just some of the things that you can find on Bet Online. They're always the fastest and easiest ways. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. You can head to the website using your mobile device, your laptop, your desktop, your tablet, whatever you got. Bet Online is where the game starts. We started this episode talking about the Winter Classic. Let's hope things don't get too icy tonight as the Seattle Kraken take on the Edmonton Oilers. You might have remembered, we played them not too long ago, and it didn't really work out in our favor. The Edmonton Oilers are 20-16-2 with 42 points on the board. We're 19-12-4. and four. Our away record is 9-4-2. Their home record is 9, 10, and 1. So maybe there do we have a little bit of an advantage. Here's had this quote about the Oilers, and I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I want to take you to Maddie Beneers uh, talking at the morning skate regarding playing Edmonton. Yeah, I mean, we're just, you know, we know what we're in for. And, uh, you know, they played us well and kind of ran us out of our own building last week. So, um, you know, hopefully we can return the favor. So, What were some of the takeaways from that game that you guys can clean up tonight? Just, I'd say, you know, honestly, I think they just, you know, outworked us. And that was the biggest thing. I mean, there's a lot of little things that come along with it after that. But that's pretty much just the biggest one that we focused on and um you know after that just little details we worked on in video things like that maddie veneers i loved that quote just to give it to you again maddie veneers saying about 
playing Edmonton again. Uh, they kind of ran us out of our own building, so hopefully we can return the favor. And that's why I mentioned the stat regarding home and away record. We actually have a better road record, um, and they have a little bit of a blemish, just a minute little blemish when it comes to their home record. So, you know, having to defend home is important. Again, the home record for the Oilers, 9-10-1, so that is below 500. Our road record is 9-4-2. and two. And speaking of the road, and this is something that you'll see in the three main essentials, the three game essentials, excuse me, we are on the road. We've been talking about this. We knew this stretch was going to come up, but this is going to be a 12-day road swing. Starts in Edmonton. We've got Toronto on Thursday. Uh, we're going to get uh, Buffalo in there. It's just a little bit of a wild time, but you know what? No excuses. Dave Haxtell, he said that, um, you know, you have to take it piece a piece at a time. Every team in the league has their stretches where they feel like the schedule and the odds are definitely not in their favor, but it's a part of the game and you move on. Another thing that Dave Haxtell said is that special teams are going to be important. Now, we didn't play this part of the clip, but Maddie Beniers also mentioned specialty teams or special teams, depending on what you like. Overall, the Seattle Kraken are at a 21% clip. That's 19th overall. That's on the power play. The Edmonton Oilers, they are first in the NHL at a 32.1% clip. Uh, the Seattle Kraken have allowed three shorthanded goals, but so have Edmonton. So that's a tie for 11th overall. On the penalty kill, overall 68.5% clip. That's uh, 31st overall, second to last in the NHL. The Edmonton Oilers are at a 73% clip on the penalty kill. The, the Edmonton Oilers have four shorthanded goals, and the Seattle Kraken have two. Four shorthanded goals for Edmonton puts them top 10 at seven. Overall penalties, we draw the Seattle Kraken average 9.3 penalties per game, which ranks us 17th, middle of the pack, essentially, in the NHL. Whereas the Edmonton Oilers, they have 313 minutes, penalty minutes, and are they average 8.2 minutes per game. That's ninth overall. So even taking one less penalty a game would really put us in an advantageous place. Yeah, I'm thinking about you, Carson Susie. And I saw someone on social media be like, oh, are we going to blame Alex Wenberg for that? But, you know, because he took a penalty I think, in the Edmonton game and then a goal, boom, like that. I, listen, the way our penalty kill is set up, anyone that takes a penalty, I'm not here for it. Getting into fights, like we got into fights in our last handful of games against Pacific Division rivals. Tanev got into a fight. Uh, who who was it the other night? I'm I'm blanking now. I tried to have all of that escape me. Anyway, discipline is really the name of the game for me in this game. So the game tonight, a few notes. A point of any kind tonight would make Adam Larson the first defenseman in franchise history to record a point streak of at least seven games. 
Larson scored that first goal for us against the Islanders. Jaden Schwartz has 29 points in 25 career games against Edmonton. I would love to see Schwartzy get activated. I didn't realize that. I guess he has like a skin condition I was learning, which is why he doesn't practice with the team, at least not in full gear. That's a little bit disappointing. Schwartzy, I thought, was having a great start to the season, but he's dissipated a little. Speaking of Turbo Tanif, he has five points, three goals, and two assists in his last five games. I've talked about that stretch of time when Morgan Geeky, Yanni Gord, and Brandon Tanev were activated. That was a good time for the Seattle Kraken. I'd like to see us get back to that. But who is the player to watch in the notes from the Seattle Kraken? None other than Donnie Boy. He's played in a Winter Classic. So has Alexiak, uh, Eberly, Grubauer. We've got a few guys that have played. Ryan Donato has recorded a point in seven of his last eight games and enters tomorrow's game riding a three-game point streak. If he were to record an assist tomorrow, it would give him an assist in three consecutive games for the first time in his career. He loves us more than he loves you. That's a callback. Some of you know I am as close to a Donnie Boy stan, a Ryan Donato stan, as you're going to get. We've had him on the podcast before. He did an interview, a sit-down with me at the inaugural training camp and preseason. Just can't say enough about him. So would love to see him get activated. You see that he he got bumped up to that third line and has been doing great. Now, <laughs> here's the thing, though. We also are a player to watch. Might have heard of him. Some guy named Connor McDavid enters tomorrow's game as the NHL's leading scorer with 72 points. Remember, he collected about four, five, four, four or five of those in his last game, which, you know, was against us. His current scoring rate puts him on pace to finish the year with 155 points, which would be the highest scoring season since Mario Lemieux had 161 in the 96-97 season. Uh, McDavid had five points. Oh, it was five points. Excuse me. I didn't keep reading. It was five points, one goal, and four assists. Four helpers alone. His most in a single game season. <sighs> so, yeah, we've got some work to do. Uh, obviously, there was morning skate today. There's a travel day tomorrow. Because then on Thursday, as I mentioned, we're taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, then there will be a practice uh, as we take on Ottawa. So it's like bouncing around. I don't know. It's weird. What a weird schedule. And then uh, we take on the Canadians on Monday. So it's jam-packed. Jam-packed schedule. And then so we take on Montreal on Monday. And then the Sabres, the Buffalo Sabres on Tuesday. Yeah, this schedule ain't doing the Seattle Kraken any favors. And so you're really going to have to dig from the depths if we want to get a win um, and play the way we know we can play. There's something else that Dave Haxtell said. Uh, he said that the team needs to get back to who we are, right? That's what I always say. Show them who you are. It's my Wakanda forever Black Panther quote. I I think that's completely correct. Dave Haxtell did tease me in saying he wanted a little bit more practice. It just hasn't come to fruition and being on the road, not sure we're going to get too much of that. So anything sy systematically that we need to fix 
if we don't figure out how to have the determination and willpower to fix it, I'm not sure that it gets fixed. So that's a little bit disheartening for me. Martin Jones is the first goalie off the ice. So we're thinking he's going to get the start. Actually, we know that because the Seattle Kraken tweeted out um, game of Jones was the pun today. Nice. Nice. Um, I also have a game of Thrones pun for this podcast episode. You should check that out. Do you know, I've never seen a single second of that show. Not a single second. Anyway, Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I will not be talking about Game of Thrones because I've never seen it before, but we will be talking about World Juniors because I did see that overtime. Woo! It was the tale of two quarterfinals. The United States and Canada advanced in very different circumstances. Let's talk about it coming up on Locked on Kraken. Thank you, as always, Seattle hockey fans, Seattle sports fans, for listening to Locked on Kraken, part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network. And, of course, we love that you make us a part of your daily routine, but you know what? You should also make Hadi Kalakesh a part of your daily routine. He is the host with the most of Locked on NHL prospects. That's a really good show to be listening to right around now with World Juniors in the knockout stages. It's your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft, plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team. And as we march closer to that trade deadline, this might be another podcast that you definitely want to listen into, seeing that we have a lot of picks and we have some prospects. Are we looking to sweeten the pot and make some moves at the trade deadline. I don't know, but we're going to talk with Hadi again. Love talking with Hadi Kalakesh from Locked On Prospects. Make sure you check that out. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Where did we leave off? It was still whew, back in the day in 2022, the last time we talked about World Juniors. So on the 30th, you had Slovakia beat Latvia. And then you had Germany beat Austria and Switzerland over uh, uh, Slovakia on the 31st, Czechia over Germany 8-1. The, the USA pounced on Finland 6-2, and th this is on the 31st, and Canada over Sweden on the 31st. Um, then we get into... The crazy time. On January 2nd, we had quarterfinals. So we had the United States played Germany. Uh, Czechia played Switzerland. Finland and Sweden, yowza. That's a tough one. And then uh, Latvia, Austria. This is, this is uh, oh, excuse me, and Canada, Slovakia. The United States beats Germany 11-1, just annihilates them. Czechia also handles mightily Switzerland 9-2, or excuse me, 9-1 the final. Latvia over Austria 9-2, Sweden narrowly defeating Finland 3-2. And then the wild, the wild one that I got, I caught the end of this game, the 
the Canadian team had a 3-1 lead. They blew a 3-1 lead. Slovakia ties it up. We go to overtime. Three-on-three hockey. And Bedard, Connor Bedard, who everyone's tanking for, um, he made a spectacular play. Slovakia, they, they iced the puck on the sequence right before the goal. And you can see that Simon Nemec, who we've talked about as a prospect, um, he's gassed, but they iced the puck, Slovakia, so he can't come off of the ice. And then you see Bedard and Canada cycling around. And again, Slovakia does not clear the puck. Bedard skates his way through all three defenders past the goaltender, Canada. It was so loud. When I tell you I was watching this live, the the noise in the packed arena, just letting out this jubilant cheer after a tight nail-biting quarterfinal game where the alleged best-ever roster in Hockey Canada history for this tournament is on the brink of elimination at home in the quarterfinals. Woo! Talk about your fairy tale endings. And Bedard overtook who? For the most goals in this tournament? Just a guy named Jordan Eberly. No big deal. So instant classic is what you heard after this one. It was a good game. But now we have the United States and Canada tomorrow. Scotiabank Center. For the North, for the North American fans, you know, people are like, oh, if you're a Seattle fan, you have to root for Canada. I'm not from Canada. I do actively root for Canada sometimes, but I'm not committing to rooting for Canada. I will root for Shane Wright. Of course, we will cheer for Shane Wright on this podcast. But, you know, let's cool the Jets on I have to. Also, I don't like people telling me what I have to do. I don't have to do anything. Things are highly suggested, like, you know, breathing and eating and sleeping and things of that nature. But, like, I have to? No, 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 no. All right. Anyway, so you've got USA, Canada. That's going to be a good one. You've got Austria, Latvia. Czechia, Sweden is going to be a good one. Um, So we'll see. We'll see what happens. And then the winners and essentially losers of these games set us up for gold, the gold medal game, and then the bronze medal game. So... I am excited. I, of course, will have an overview of that. There's also, you can check out the live blog of World Championships on the Seattle Kraken website. Check the show notes. I'll place that over for you. But that's our show. We got to get ready, folks. We got to get ready to take care of business. Return the favor, like Maddie Benier says. I've got two sage bundles that I'm going to do. I'm also going to wipe the Palo Santo to get all the good, all the negative energy out. That's what the sage is for. And then if you want to actively add positive vibes, you have to bring something like Palo Santo, like dance, like Florida water, not like the state. It's like a, it's an aromatic, it's a, a fragrance, if you will. Anyway, that's our show. Thank you as always for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. We should have the show for tomorrow out pretty early. I want to get that done as soon as the game is over. Uh, so, you know, I got to go take a nap. Hold fast, stay true, be kind to yourself and to each other. Do a dance, 
make a make a snack, you know, go on a walk, all positive vibes for yourself and for the fan base before tonight's game. That's what we need. Positive energy. We need to see that grit, grind, piss and vinegar style of Seattle Kraken hockey. All right, folks, until tomorrow, if I don't see you on social media, have a great one. Enjoy the game and let's go Kraken.